0: Hey, all this is Lee from the Magic R-Way podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. Today I'm joined with
1: it's George and it's Chris.
0: Chris, how's your week been, dude?
1: Uh, it's been pretty chill. Um, I'll tell you about the cool things that happened this week for me, or like things I guess that I enjoy. One is, uh, me and my buddies found out that in uh the new Call of Duty, they have prop hunt like in gary's oh, mod. like gary's okay do you know about prop hunt george yes
2: i do i'm I'm familiar
1: okay which super fun ass game mode it was like even like our friends that like kind of like only kind of play call of duty were able to play it with us and it was like such a it was a fun time you know and uh we were all like laughing and having fun and uh what was really funny was that some of the props are kind of bullshit you could turn into something huge like an arcade machine or like 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 the treading from like a tank or something
2: <laughs> jesus christ
1: but then there's t- small items one of them was a basketball oh shit which so our teammate was the last one left and he was the prop he won the round just by running around as the basketball that nobody could fucking hit
2: those are usually the most entertaining rounds
0: we were laughing Chasing so hard. Soda yes. can
1: around the map. Yeah. Yes. And like I was joking, like basketball, like, oh, he's breaking the ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's dodging around all these people with machine guns. Oh my God. And uh, you know, we hadn't been able to win on the map in Nuketown because it's really hard as a prop in that map. Um, but we the one that we won, I clutched the final round as a prop. I was a gas tank. And uh I fucking pulled it out, bro, and I was the hero. So it was really chill. Very nice. And uh the other cool thing was I watched this if you've ever heard me talk about video games, you know I'm obsessed with Grand Theft Auto 4. Yes. Like perpetually. We know. We know. <laughs> we're, <right>. we're aware. <laughs> I watched this really cool like video essay about the game. And uh it was really interesting because like, I don't know, it's just it's just one of those pieces of like media that like we all kind of remember. And it was really big brain. He talked about like all like the cultural shit behind it and all that. And I was like thinking of this, like when I, when I see something smart, like I'll be like big brain and I'll think of something like to add onto it kind of like, oh, going off that idea. And I think I have like this idea for like a video essay I want to make. Right. Okay. Let's hear it. Which is about like 2000s media. It was kind of like, like we live in it. We were in this like post 9-11 culture cuz like it's like an, it was like a turning point that like dominated our culture right? Of course. And like as I see the media that I used to enjoy that came out during that time like I start kind of like putting all the pieces together. You know, Grand Theft Auto 4 is about like it's about the post 9/11 culture as well as immigrant culture cuz like the main character is this guy who's off the bow and we see how he's regarded when he comes to the country, right? Yes. And then I thought, well, you know, what's another great piece of 2000s media that talks about that? Borat. It's very much like- very, In a
2: roundabout way. Very <laughs> p-
1: political and talking about that point in our culture and like the super, like, like uh, you know, patriotism and stuff. And, um, and there's a lot of other pieces to it, you know? Um, the album American Idiot talks about that type of, like that part of our culture. And just like GTA four, it was like super popular, just like, boy, it was mega popular during the time. And, uh, it, like, I'm just kind of like putting these little like pieces together. And it's really interesting that all these things fit together. And I think I'll probably like write a video about it. So I'm kind of excited about that. Oh, let's go.
0: Sick. That's dope. Yeah. You know how to edit now. So
1: now I can make
2: a video.
0: <laughs>
2: and now a quick word from our sponsors.
0: Uh, yeah so uh our sponsor this week is my company next act productions where if you need podcast editing or video editing services hit your boy up next act or excuse me next act productions at gmail.com
2: next act productions coming for you
1: is that a threat (laughs) with a (laughs) good
2: you gotta make them seem like it's a threat so then they think twice about it now they've thought about your company name twice now you're in there like, forever.
0: It's like if I'm ever in a car wreck, I'm going to call Glenn Lerner. I don't even know if he's that fucking good at being a lawyer. I just know he has money to spend on The, the airbag ad.
2: goes off. I'm just like, Glenn. What if it's like the airbag has his ad on it? <laughs> you get hit by 8771500. You just know.
1: You're just, your like rib cage is like, like shattered from like like the crash and like blood is coming out of your mouth uh. and like the colors are fading out and you just say, <laughs> Glenn. Learner. Glenn like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, with yes. uh, with all that, I'll jump into to my week because it kind of already relates. But uh, business is doing good. I've gained uh, two more clients that I'm doing work for. Um, the big video edit that I was working on for the last several weeks came out finally. Uh, I got great reception. People really dig it. I got recognition for it. I was really happy. I got paid. Your boy got paid. You know, that's always a good thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've just been working hard on that, you know.
2: There's a glow. There's a glow to you today. I th- I'm not sure if it's the money in your bank account or if it's people <laughs> gassing you up.
0: Uh, Both. It's mostly it's George. It's a combination. George gasses me up. Like I was over here yesterday to just pick up some equipment. I was like, George, be happy for me. He was like, hey, yo, bro, that's what I fucking like to see. I was like, I anyway, knew I did.
2: Like, I, I actually hit you with a sarcastic. I was like, you, do you want me to start putting you down? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, George, you're always bringing me up. And I'm like, do you want me to start putting you down? Yeah. I can I can maybe do a little half and half. Maybe I'm gonna sprinkle it in.
0: He could be like yeah, you could be like, that's great. You're not working fucking hard enough though.
2: Ooh. I do you I know, could. Yeah,
0: you know David Goggins.
2: See, I can only activate coach mode if I have a whistle around my neck. So
0: is it just like but do you know you know Goggins though? Yeah. From, uh,
2: do I know uh, David uh, Goggins?
0: Have you seen the Undertaker episode? You have, right? under mm-hmm. Rogan. I like how he was saying, um, so David Goggins is a retired uh Navy SEAL. He was like, what, 400 pounds? And he lost the weight and became a SEAL and was like a badass and he will text Joe Rogan randomly and just say shit like stay hard motherfucker like just randomly
2: (laughs) (laughs) did you train
1: today (laughs) nice
0: but like Joe was saying he'll be like yeah he'll just send me that shit like every three months or so just stay hard nothing else
1: I love aggressive positivity that's (laughs) that's awesome
2: there's nothing you could do against it
1: no it's like thank you
2: because if you're mad about it you're the asshole so
0: yeah they're just trying to hype you up like if I was mad at George for George being like you're not working fucking hard enough but you're working hard
2: and then, you know, those are fighting work.
0: Those are fighting work. But anyways, uh, so yeah, that was my week. Uh, George, tell us about about your week, because I know you got some stories uh, some stories. Yeah, so,
2: I mean, this week was pretty uh, average as far as, like, uh, teaching goes. Like, it, it was very cookie cutter. I woke up, did my job. My job ended. Boom. On to the next day. But I did do a lot of helping. Helped Cameron's grandma move some furniture. I also... Um, Had a funeral to attend to on Thursday. Yeah, it was for, it's like for like a distant family member. Uh, I didn't really know him too well. Like it It was all in Spanish too. The service was all in Spanish. So I was fucking lost.
0: So the last funeral I went to was all in Spanish. And I
2: said the F word, actually me bringing it up now. I said the F word in church and I had to have my, my cousin told me, she was like, George, you can't curse in church. And I was like, I didn't curse. Like, what are you talking about? But it's just so natural now. My vocabulary just it's just so evolved. The F word is integrated as a filler word.
0: So basically, you're Pulp Fiction now.
2: Ah, mm, uh, I'm I'm like the definition of uncensored. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like pretty much. Hey George, so, can you
0: come talk to our kindergarten? Fuck yeah.
2: Oh, uh, see, you know, I could turn it on and off. I I, I at least I think hope I so. can. <laughs> I at least think I can. I mean,
0: with your students, though, can you be a little more like...
2: It's all if I'm comfortable. If I feel really comfortable, like I'm like, I can let one slip. And it's kind of always fun, too, because you can test it out. You can let one slip, and then you can see how people react. Gauge it. Always fun as hell. Always <laughs> really fun. <laughs> like, just looking around the room, and then just being like...
0: George is like, watch it.
2: And then you, you, you say it, right? And you look around. And then some of those people that you thought you know. Now you know him. Now you know him just a little bit better. Um, but anyways, other than that, um, other than being the, the most little helpful, perfect little boy in the world, you're a fucking savage. I watched American Idol, and I think this played into me being like helpful this week because American Idol is such a sad show.
0: It sucks. Now my mom, my mom was watching it because she was home from work, mm-hmm. and she's watching it. And I walk in, and like I've seen it's the, so. For anybody who doesn't know, it's it's Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and then Luke Bryant. Bryant, Yep. And uh, it's the softest fucking show ever. Simon Cowell made that show.
2: Yes. So I, I've never watched American Idol. So oh, like, like
0: back in this, the 2000s? I
2: would see clips and, you know, like, and I have camera next to me as a reference telling me like the same exact thing. What the hell am I watching? Where are the bad auditions? You know, like where are people getting ripped into? And uh, I'm getting like this soft, cushy, every song and story is like a, like a they yeah. go into the person's life. And they make you feel really bad for them. And then, uh, so I've, cr- I like literally the last episode of American Idol, there was one guy who went to prison thing. One of the most beautiful songs that I've ever heard in my life. I bawled my eyes out and progressively, like I, I at that point I was like, can't get any sadder, right? They're going to show me something funny. This show, I just kept crying and crying and crying <laughs> and I just couldn't help it. Cause it was just beautiful songs, beautiful stories. And at the end of it, like I just felt like an emotional wreck and like I needed to do good in the world. So
0: maybe that's what they're
1: doing. Maybe that's what they're
0: trying to do, but that show fucking sucks now. Like, did you ever watch old American Idol?
1: I didn't watch it, but, uh, but it was so like prevalent in the culture that you always knew Randy, like, okay. I don't know their names. There's a black guy and the chick. Yeah. Randy and Paula Abdul. And they were, they were always very like normal, like, Oh, that was kind of good. Oh, that was bad and then simon it was like he was like the wild card who said ah that's shit everything is bad
2: you know that set the culture right for like right. all judging shows need that one guy because he is went to
0: judge other shows too
2: real right, right. like they have Piers
0: morgan did, did, did one
2: you know and they like they're, these judges have definitely messed up they advanced this one cuban guy who sang fireball by pitbull probably one of the worst renditions ever but he was air humping a lot he got he brought them energy oh
0: katie perry was probably like yes i love him
2: K- katie perry was the only one with the brain and said i cannot for the sake of my credibility advance you so no but fucking lionel richie oh, dude, and but- luke bryant so let's just just go i want to go to right hollywood now. he's like okay you know he had a really <laughs> heavy cuban accent he's like i'm going to hollywood you know like he was fired up were they in miami uh no i believe they were in oh actually they might have been i think they were um
1: so how many pitbull that, songs were sang- Then they
2: they showed like the, at the end of the show they showed this little trans girl and i know she's she was singing like one of her own songs and it was just another one of those beautiful songs i'm you know crying my eyes out and i'm like oh they are going to advance this chick <laughs> and they didn't advance her And then all I could think about is a fucking advanced pit bull fucking fireball. He's going to Hollywood and this little like 14 year old trans girl is, uh,
0: are there even lyrics in fireball besides fireball?
2: I realize there is. And it's about like eight sentences. (laughs) And he, (laughs) he hit, I would say probably about four of them. Well, and then like, you know, there's that difference in American Idol. When someone's really good, you could be like, okay, there's the they difference. Could sing
0: like ten seconds, you'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's go. And then
2: Yes. Well, some of them are. You know what I mean? And I think that's the cool thing about this season is uh they've they extend auditions. So if they really like a person, they'll be like, I want you to play this song. And they'll like test them yeah, and challenge and that's them. That's cool
0: because that's what it's really like in the music industry. Yes. Like not to not to good, but it's like so uh I I almost went to school for jazz studies. I should have looking back on it. I auditioned uh for unlv jazz band, which is top in the nation. Um I did my song and they go hey do you know this song and I was like yeah and they like hey, can you play that I was like okay and I had a backing band like that's the weirdest thing you go to american idol you maybe have like a piano player mm-hmm. or you have like a like a you just sing a cappella no i hear they were like it was a drum set player a bass player and a piano player and they're like hey what song are you playing and you could just say cuz like jazz musicians know every song i'm like oh i'm gonna play uh my favorite things and they're like oh this version yeah all right cool we know Oh bet. Okay. That's pretty Those sick.
1: musicians are so impressive.
0: Yeah. The, just
1: say play any song and they'll just they'll know mm-hmm. how to play it. And
0: then like the professor uh Dave Loeb comes up like as I'm playing and he moves the piano player over and he's just kind of like improvising just like <laughs> like soul? Yeah. Like that happened. Yeah, like imagine people as good as him but like that play every instrument. Ooh. So like like that bass player? Savant. That bass player in soul like she's not looking. Nah, she's fucking doing algorithms in her head. Mhm. So anyways, but Okay. Show is bullshit. I know you got more, so
2: yeah, no. Well, so last thing, uh, I had a little Xbox ponage moment this moment, uh, this morning, I was playing on Players Lounge for five bucks against a kid in Madden, and um, the game was started off great. I, w- I I scored a touchdown, then he came down and scored a touchdown. So we're really back and forth. But I had like a a meeting going on at the time, my school meeting okay. where they're talking about like reopening the schools. I can multitask.
0: Isn't that why you moved your? It's uh, not
2: hard. There's a thousand questions happening. So, you know, I, I'm able to monitor the chat and see what's going on. But besides that, right, I'm playing and I started hearing like these little mumbles. And I had realized I had my Xbox headphones plugged and he was talking because he was streaming. And so, like, he started doing a little bit better than I was. I think he got up by a touchdown and he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, no, this kid's a bum. He's even got his <laughs> mic plugged in and he's afraid to say stuff to me right now. That's why I'm dotting him up. So I was like, I put my headphones on I was like I'm here bro like seriously you're not as good as you think you are because he was running the same place needless to say comes down to like the last second I score a touchdown and then I go for two and I like I told him too I was like I was like I'm about to score on you and go for two and beat you with like a minute left and he was telling his stream he's like nah see this man's talking crazy like went down I did it I won And he was a man about it, you know what I mean? Like we settled the beef, but I I was so fed up with him just talking wild shit without
1: you
0: being able to defend yourself.
2: Well, no, like I could hear him, and I was like, let me just not play into it. Like I want to see what he, like, how far he goes when he's not like hearing me say anything. You know what I mean? Right. And he went pretty far.
0: I would have, I would have trolled him and be like, "Can I get an F in chat after a fucking Mm. just that's hilarious?" Turn his own chat. That would have been.
2: I got that saved now. Just in case that exact moment happens. Yeah.
0: Just be like, can I get an F in chat boys? That's hilarious. So, uh, if you guys could see this title, uh, George treated us today. We went to the movie theater. Who would have fucking thought we'd be saying that phrase. We went to the fucking movie theater today. First of all, George from Christian and I, thank you. That was awesome. Oh, being able to go back. Like I'm not, I wasn't a movie person, but now I think I am like, like I was a movie person, like I'd watch them, but not a movie theater person. I think I am now. Like being that was pretty fun. Being like, oh, this is like it's fucking freedom, dog.
1: Yes. Yeah, this is the American
0: dream. <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, wear my fucking it. mask.
2: You're sitting down in nice recliner seats Recliners. at the top of the
0: yeah. George got his baller ass seats at the top.
2: Creme de la creme on the creme seat.
0: Creme de la creme. Uh, so we, I'm gonna do a brief uh just introduction. I'm gonna let George handle this because he. George came prepared He brought his notebook And we were, we were roasting his ass Because we were like You're even going to be able to fucking see And then sure enough That shit looks pristine
2: It really does I'm very surprised at how well I did um, I t- told Cameron walking in too Because she had roasted me first She said the same exact thing How are you going to see You're writing in the dark And I was like baby I've done this millions of times If it's not memorized in my brain Exactly where these letters go I probably like have an issue <laughs> And it, I, it actually, like, played out, bro. Like, I can read everything I wrote.
0: Well, good. Uh, so we watched the movie Crisis, which, according to IMDb... Oh, by the way, before we get too far, uh, this movie premiered today, the day of recording this. It premiered today. Oh, really? Yeah, I was looking at it. It premiered February 26th, 2021. Which oh, is we are today. on the ball. Yeah, I was telling him, I was like, damn, George took us to a premiere, and he fucking paid for it? Damn, bro, we gotta give him some, uh, Jeez. we gotta give him some after this. Well,
2: Some no sloppy. need. No need. I will say this did, this was gift cards. I've been waiting to use them. I had ninety five dollars yeah. worth of Fandango gift cards. So
0: Used a little bit over half of them?
2: Uh yeah, it was fifty eight. But we and we're gonna start 58. going
0: to Tuesdays now, right? Like, yeah, if
2: we can if we go Tuesdays, then we can all three go for fifteen bucks.
1: That's that's pretty fucking and sweet. Like
2: we did that, that's three more movies we can go to using those gift yeah, cards. So, so it's uh, like
0: but yeah, so spoilers. This movie just came out today, so if you don't want to hear what we have to say, because we're not going to sugarcoat it, we're not going to do spoiler-free. This
2: is legitimate. Like, I think this might be the first time that our spoilers are like super, like...
0: Oh, well, and Borat 2. Because we watched I, Borat 2 that release true. day. That is true. But that one was a little Second easier. One. Borat 2, yeah. That was a little easier to get a hold of, though, because if you had Prime, you could watch it. True. This one, you have to go to the theater. 100%. Um, so we watched the movie Crisis, but IMDb lists it as a we were talking about a romance drama. I don't give it that. I give it like a a drama thriller.
2: I was gonna say action.
0: I well, I mean the I action a theory. Yeah, the action was kind of there. But uh, so basically, it is a based on true events movie about the narcotics industry. Most most importantly, uh, a fake opioid. I forgot what they called it, but
1: uh, clenadol or something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that. So it's and, and they talk about fentanyl, and of course Christian had to laugh. Um, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Ex- I'm not explaining that. Okay. No, no, don't. If you're in the know, you're in the know. Um, my my theory as to why it was listed as romance is because I bet they put all their information like out to like distributors months ago when the movie was still in production. Right. And maybe what the movie was at that time was different than what it is now, and they just no, ne- they did, they didn't, uh. They just so somewhere it slipped through the cracks to where it's like they didn't take off romance,
0: right? Because um, there
1: was not romance in that movie. Uh,
0: if there was, it was like very minimal. Um, but yeah, here in a second, I'm gonna let uh George go ahead and uh, take the swing on this. So basically, just a quick synopsis: it's a bunch of different stories. It's about a, a professor who is working on this new drug and realizes it's no good. He tries to go com- combat it with the FDA, going against a non-disclosure agreement, which is always very very not good to do. Uh then it's about this mom who it uh whose son dies from a quote unquote drug overdose. And then the third part of the story is um a DEA agent who is working to try to shut down this little uh little uh
2: operation. Operation it's pretty deep.
0: It's pr- very fucking deep. But it's like
2: it's- Armenian Canadian cartel status. Uh,
0: yeah, Armenian uh French Quebec. Yeah fucking like not not based in the usa type shit
2: yes yes there well the the, i would assume this is all right around vermont because like when they showed the map the one time
0: well they were in they were all in detroit
2: yes and so and so which is very close right there it's right on the border Mm -hmm.
0: um so yeah like the the police officer the mom and i don't think the professor was the professor in detroit i don't i think he was somewhere else because he wasn't
2: I do not recall the name of the university he worked at
0: Because he wasn't... um, He finished at Michigan, though. Yeah.
1: Technically, um, it doesn't matter. I think he
0: was detached because what the pharmaceuticals were trying to push was not what the DEA agent was going after. He was going after fentanyl.
2: Yes. Yeah, but I believe fentanyl is a part of a the drug like like that drug that they were making it's supposed
1: to replace fentanyl. Yeah. fentanyl. yeah it was
0: supposed to replace fentanyl the the part that he was talking about was the was the whatever i forgot the name of it the main name that was the part that he was he was arguing against
2: okay okay
0: um but i'm gonna let george go ahead and start with his talking points yeah, and then we'll, so, we'll we'll, we'll kind of go around the table
2: i mean I, as far as like things go my first reaction like you you got to be prepared for a lot of uh lot of changing i think oh, the yeah. transition scenes in this movie were pretty seamless at times like yeah like i i didn't have to struggle as much as i thought i might um because you don't realize how the movie's going to play out and then like 20 minutes happens and you're like whoa i've just seen like four different storylines emerge how is this all going to play out because yeah. sometimes i feel films will do really long like i'm talking 10 to 15 minute scenes with one character and yeah. that really makes you forget about all the other storylines that are going on this movie excelled at that because i think those little short segments i don't think one ever lasted more than eight five minutes five to eight minutes yeah and even that that includes the most intense scene in the film you know like right. it didn't need this huge build-up to this one like well, epic the whole, boss battle the whole
0: movie was just it was just a yes. giant build-up and then at the end you're kind of like okay all right uh to touch on that real quick though um i had i had bad thoughts at the beginning i was like this is moving way too fucking fast like i'm not keeping track with every like i don't understand the significance of this person or this person or that person or what this has to do with that but then when you watch the movie they all three well two of them inter interlap one of them is kind of like okay this is the more official side of things Yes. This the other two are the the down and dirty. Like yeah, that's the real world is like.
2: Rich white people and then the street like dealers.
0: But who are also rich white people?
2: Uh yeah. <laughs> but still down and dirty. It's yeah. I w- yeah. Rich and proper.
1: Rich
0: and prop, Rich and dirty. Old money, new money.
2: Yes, yes. Very uh
0: Great Gatsby. <laughs> great Gatsby, yes. What'd you what'd you think of the transitions christian if you had any
1: um you know what you guys are saying is somewhat different than what i thought because there's it's kind of like a good and bad for me because uh where things you thought maybe were moving fast i thought like this movie felt like most of the movie was just like exposition like plot exposition and then there was like the like big scene there was like like the standoff type you know shootout scene and uh most of the movie like it felt like it kind of inched along like you know and, and like you could call it a slow burn though which right i i don't know if i'd say i'd say it's a negative that it was slow in that sense but i wouldn't say i didn't like it because it was like Okay, her her son turns up dead. Okay, the professor is getting, you know, he's going to be a whistleblower. He's getting strong-armed. That's like two-thirds of the movie right there. That is right. true. Just that, those things yeah. slowly kind of coming out. Yeah,
0: they unfold. I, I, I think, though, like, I kind of agree it could have been done a little better, but I th- I kind of liked it because it kind of, it didn't feel like, hey, here's this thing. All right, that's it. It was like, hey, here's this thing. It, it did feel
1: fairly organic the way right. they like they they didn't like ever f- like like put a, you know a square peg in a round hole and like say this is how the stories are connected. They just kind of did it like like with the guy Cedric. First, Cedric is the the guy who gets gets fucking taken the drug runner in the first
0: forty five seconds of the movie.
1: Then, like you see his name brought up in uh first it's brought up in the cop story. You know, uh, Agent Kelly, and then later with the with the mother story, then Cedric becomes relevant in that side of things. So I did like the way that it felt kind of organic how the stories came together. Definitely, despite yeah. maybe sometimes it being too slow.
2: Yeah, the shot the the thing I always love about movies is the shot continuity, and if the the plot has no holes that are glaringly evident that leave me after the movie asking, "What the fuck was that?" or yeah. like, "What." um like was that person doing in that situation i didn't feel that really here at all i never i really tried to analyze it i didn't have any glaring mistake as far as like character progression and the overall ending
0: see i feel yeah i kind of agree with that because um at the end of the movie we just kind of sat there and looked at each other like wow it wasn't like a we were going hey what was that about it was like a okay we had we took a second to digest it um I feel like every question that came up in that movie was answered in some sense. It might not have been a very thorough, deep answer, but it was just kind of like, a, oh, yeah, this is what happened. Okay, on to the next thing.
2: All all of the storylines could be their own movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely could have been their own movie. I think it was a, I think it was a good artistic choice, but also a bad artistic choice at the same time because you could make more money.
2: Yeah, but I think <laughs> we have to look at the grand message, right? Right. Opioids are fucking killing millions of people or will be killing millions. Yeah. Of people. Cause
0: it's, it, I think it's like every year they kill a hundred or like last year they killed a hundred thousand people, but that number grows by over 20% exponentially every year.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. And it was 20%,
0: yeah. over 20% every year. And I think it was, isn't the hundreds of thousands though.
2: And I, <sighs> it hits home a little. You know, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people that use. Prescription drug.
0: Yeah, I have family members that have uh still have battles with it.
2: Bro, it's it's because it's so uh it's it's not like alcohol in the sense where you're like looking at it like, oh, I'm gonna go get fucked up. There's bars, like this is legal, this is awesome. No, this is like, oh, you need this to feel better. And I'm your doctor, and I am telling you this in the best of faith because this is all I know and then you realize the reason why that's all doctors know is because in the universities they're suppressed and they're not right you know it, it 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 this movie does a phenomenal job of the messaging like if i ever want to tell somebody and and i knew it too by reading the synopsis what kind of movie can portray what the drug world actually looks like in a cinematic fashion that's not like a documentary you know You know, they should like, and I think they did an excellent job at it. Like you, you leave knowing that, wow, this, this we're, we're seeing about this now. Like it was like the movie concussion and football and then you see all these changes and then you see a movie like this come out and then hopefully you see, start to see
0: some changes in that. Yeah. I, uh, for people who are kind of wanting to know what kind of movie this is like for me, um, because of how grounded in reality and almost like in-your-face, raw, real this is. I relate it to Sicario. Have you seen? No, I have not. Um, it's a movie about a hitman, and they, they're they basically like battling the cartel. And it's very... It's kind of like this movie. It's very kind of like, we have to play within the rules, but not within the rules. Mm-hmm. But it was very... Um, realistic, and it was like, hey, this is what really happens out there every day. And it was kind of like... Oh, it, this was it kind of shook me a little bit like, like, oh yeah, that's, this is really what happened. Like, this isn't just like, oh yeah, they have a cool shootout. It's like, no people get fucking off because they're trying to cut out loose ends and it's just collateral damage at that point.
2: Yep. Yep. And that's scary. I'd write back to the mom. Yep. I, You guys tell me, um, cause I think this, this goes into why I believe it inched along as much as it did. Uh, you had the mom, whose story is very sad <clears throat> brings like, you know, the, the crowd to like a, a, somber state. Then they're like, okay, we have to cut that short because we don't want them feeling sad too long. Cause this isn't a sad film. Although it is,
0: it, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a real, film.
2: so let's get them angry. Let's show them a university professor trying to prove his point, show his research, try to save lives and nobody listened to him. So let's get them angry. So we went from somber to angry to then, on the edge of our seat nervous yeah anxious waiting to see what would happen to this dea agent who's in you know
0: way over his fucking, fucking head
2: elbow deep into the cartel
0: to to relate back to chris's point, i looked over at him and i was like bro what the what in the gta 4 mission is this shit right now oh
2: my god legit
0: when he when he went to i think it was when, when he went to go break into the crack house i think i don't remember where but it was like there
1: was, it, it was that like very uh typical thing where like there's the cut scene and like there's like a like a like a syndicate or like a like a corrupt cop and he's like all right this is the job this is what you got to do oh
0: it was when him and the uh the french dude were gonna go into that hotel room
1: yeah and they, found they the dude climbing dead. up the stairs
0: yeah i was like what in the gta 4 is this shit i
1: okay. liked it though it's, it's very funny you say that because i was watching that damn video essay and i was thinking of some crazy shit and this movie definitely goes into some of that stuff the fact that like everything is like and I like these these stories about like corrupt industries where it's like you know we're rich where we want to make more money as long as there's a payday we, we don't care if it's fucking corrupt doesn't matter we'll, we'll make we'll make it work we'll do anything
2: do you want to know why they do it and I put this in here as just a funny yes rich white people golf claps they fucking love golf claps nothing rich white people love nothing more I saw it four times I th- I believe in the movie. There was just this overwhelming golf clap. So that's why they do that, Chris. It's just a rich white person ready. We can do it in three seconds. Right, Three, two, one. You know, that's funny. We just made more money. Yeah.
1: They definitely painted like the class difference in the beginning. Like it it was the scene where it was the professor and all the other people from the company like having dinner. Oh, yeah. And like they're so fucking snooty and like. Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> my father
2: said that his life's mission was to oh, save that was, the world. Well that
0: was the pharmaceutical company. Yeah, I know. Yes. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, but it's there. It's like all the same like like ecosystem though. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. there
1: then there's like the, the like white bitch and the like head of the company that are like even like whiter and more evil. Even right? though she's European. Yeah. White well I guess that's European that is whiter. Potato tomato. But <laughs> that's uh, all she eats is potatoes. As it relates to GTA four, right? I realized some crazy ass shit. So, you know, the game's set in New York, but it's, it's like a fake version called Liberty City. It, America is based on liberty and uh, freedom of opportunity, right? That's like the promise, right? And I realized that could be explained on two ways. The traditional way of you could come here and play out the American dream by, you know, having a job and, you know, starting a business. But then there's like the bizarro other side to that where it's freedom of opportunity in the sense that if everybody mutually agrees to ignore corruption, as long as there's a payday, that's like, it's the thought that that's really what holds up freedom of opportunity. It's like, there's like the like good person version. Then there's the bad person version. There's
0: contingency. And the bad person version, whenever they see somebody like with the game, wait, wait, no, don't do that.
1: Only we can do that. And it's like in the, in the game, you see like, it's like, oh, you're you're this terrorist, right? But the police are giving you missions to go fucking blow shit up and assassinate people. People from the government are.
0: Hey. See, Sicario is the same way because you start off with the, it's the guy from Get Out. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the officers. So it's him and this girl, and they're like, I want to say New Mexico SWAT officers, and they get caught up in this drug cartel-like thing. And so they're like, all right, you're in too deep. Now you got to roll with us. And I believe it's like CIA is doing this shit. But they're going like, across enemy lines and probing them so they attack and it's like oh look at that we gotta we gotta take them out now the cartel's are coming at us and then <laughs> there's a there's a guy who uh is just a free like a just a mercenary and he's in it for uh oh this guy killed my family so i'm gonna kill his family in front of him but i'm working with cia because they'll get me close to him
2: No, it's very very they all are like yeah hey i <laughs> you had mentioned the you know rich people and how you know they they stay at the top like it's always happened you know and we got to see in this movie also like the homeless people i think that was a oh, crazy that was little up <laughs> crazy little just thing because this movie does this i feel it just takes like these crazy fucking happenings that are just so casual to people in like the police department like
0: oh wait, they were talking on like getting, they were trading getting, fucking pokemon <laughs> yeah
2: getting homeless people to get in a van who have Medicaid cards. Enough paying them $100. Paying them $100 to go get a prescription of this drug from this so-called, like, a fake doctor.
0: Well, No, they're real doctors, but they're just old, so they just don't give a shit anymore.
2: So that way the drugs, like, or they, they can get the money, right? They can get the money, so that way he can give it to the drug company. It, it, it shows it all, bro. And, um, I think I'll just use this time the the mom the the actress her name is evangeline lily right uh i just remember our interview with zavi and how how tough he said crying on command is she did a great fucking and she job. killed it i think like three separate times oh yeah and like legitimate
0: like had the perfect like mom grieving like you have the like i'm pretty sure we've all had that cry where like you like your face is tense and like you can feel like the air but like nothing comes out it just
2: sink your heart sink
0: yeah like, she had that, and, and, like, I felt that with her. I don't know if you guys felt that.
1: hmm Definitely. With
0: when she sees her son, uh, or no, when she first gets told that he's dead, and then she goes and sees him on the autopsy table. That shit it was also pretty fucking deep that they, they didn't show too much, but they show, like, the coroner going, are you sure you want to see this? And she goes, yeah. And he pulls the, uh, the, uh, he pulls the sheet off of him, and she just, yep, loses it again. I also thought it was very um, I felt very uncomfortable in like a in like a oh shit I didn't know they did that when they show a picture of him with his head shaved afterwards
1: like, yeah,
0: yeah I, that I, was I, awesome. I felt like that was very like uh, dehumanizing of it but I, I understand it like from a scientific point you have to dehumanize it
1: mm-hmm. but like felt, he's not a person like he's not a human anymore he's like a
0: he's just a he's just a crime know? scene object and I felt like very like oh shit like I'm don't know. I'm not i not going to get too deep here because I don't want to depress everybody, but um, I, I was like, what the fuck, though?
2: I have an actual question because uh, right. you bring that up made me think. Do you guys think the kid got addicted because he had some of his mom's pills during the time? Or do you think it was like inevitably fate?
0: Well, no, do you? They, they pieced it all together. So they found him with a bruise on the back of his head. And they put pills in his I, mouth.
2: No, no, I'm talking about, because obviously he had to have. Oh my bad. He had to have liked doing opiates.
0: Nobody the, the just. Kid? Yeah. No, they they because they did it to to Cedric because he ran because he Cause, ran the drugs because for he him. ran the drugs for him un- shit. Yeah, that's why. There's he. There's no questions you
2: could ask about this movie.
0: God damn yeah, it. Yeah, they explained. Okay. See,
1: I, I was f- to be fair for a good like third of the movie they they kept that like unsure oh yeah
0: and they introduced the mom by as her being a recovering addict of opioids
1: and so like they give first they give you the benefit of the doubt like oh like you know she can't be a terrible parent that would be terrible if he died of an overdose the point the to, the point in time that i like we really came into like the fore, forefront was that the the cops uh agent kelly and one of the other cops it was, was called it oh you know he He died of a faux D, like a fake OD. They bashed him over the head. That's why he had the bruise. Then they put the fentanyl in his system. So it looked. So to the police, they turn turn their blind eye and say, "Oh, it was an overdose."
0: Yeah, because the the officer was explaining. Because he goes, "Um, the officer was being very uh, what's the word? Uh, I I want condescending. No, he was being very like he was attacking her." He's being very like passive aggressive to her because he goes, uh, yeah, ma'am. Uh, or oh, no, his, her sister fucking ratted her out. Cause she had her sister with her and her sister was like, well, you know, you took pills and everything. And she was like, those pills were gone for months. And he goes, well, kids can take them and hide them for months. Yeah. And then he goes, we'll see what comes up with this, with this investigation. Like as if he was going to go, yeah, we know you, he probably got them from you and you're going to go down for it.
2: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And she, that's another like great acting scene from her her getting I'm fired mad. up because nothing's worse. I, I don't, I mean, it's inevitable, right? Nothing's worse than you actually trying to be better at something. And then somebody ridiculing you at your lowest moment.
0: Right. Like your son just died. Like at no
2: point in time. Right. Was that officer ever like very Grieving, or like you know, and
0: he was just like we understand, but he's like, but this is like the hundredth overdose this week, so like he's just a, he's just. A he said he definitely said 40th I oh, believe was it. 40th? It was forty. It was. It was like it was. He was saying it though. it Was like he's just another statistic now, though.
1: He said something else really shitty too. Oh, what did he say? He was saying, explaining how you know, oh uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, well he's a kid living, you know, yeah, uh, with a single mother, fatherless. Oh, right. This happens.
0: Well, yeah, because he goes, he goes. Are you a single parent? She goes, what are you getting at?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was trying to like, basically like, solve the case half assed, just be like, yeah. And you know what?
1: To to his benefit, his job. Most of the stories probably do play a like. Oh that.
0: yeah, so he's just. I've seen this a hundred
1: times. There wasn't like an Armenian Canadian fucking like conspiracy. <laughs> so and then they gave the the viewer that benefit of the doubt, and I thought maybe she did fail. Like maybe this is like her being like the punished character who. She has to feel like she failed as a parent, but that's what charged her like, like kind of redemption almost, which she was a really good character. I definitely like that aspect of her character.
0: I definitely, uh, just to touch real quick though. I definitely like, you might have this as a point. I definitely like all the subplot points mm. that each story had. Like, for example, with the DEA agent, like the whole time I kept like thinking like, wait, who the fuck was the snitch then? Yeah. They're trying to figure that out. And like, they, So the reason why the lady's son was killed is because he accident accidentally, uh, unbeknownst to him, did a a drug run. Because he played hockey, and one of the guys that played hockey was the DEA agents' like runner that they that they knew. So he he was like, "Hey, you want to come hang out with us?" He's like, "Yeah." And they put the drugs in his backpacks, would be unsuspecting, and he never even knew he he took it over the line with them. But mother, which is the drug manufacturer, the the fentanyl manufacturer. Um, tried to cut off all their loose ends, so they killed him. Yeah, and so it was kind of like, what the f-? like, and then you find out, oh, mother's right hand man was the one who fucking squealed.
2: You can never trust a cokehead drug dealer. Yeah,
0: I I don't know why I didn't pick up on that earlier because he was he was like right off the rails all the time.
2: But that DEA guy, like, um, he he was just so legit and raw right off the jump. He's my dude, superhero. I, I want to be like him, Jake. So do you, I, I think we should save him for last. I think yeah. we should hop into like the the big pharma university thing real quick.
0: That shit, I got the most mad about that because he was sitting there being like, I mean, I probably would have just signed the NDA and taken the seven, because especially when they wrote that check out to him. Mm-hmm. So basically he was doing a research trial for this company uh, about this drug that they were going to use to replace fentanyl to help addicts get over it. But then he realized if you take it for longer than the prescribed amount of time, uh at least with these these controlled mice that he had, they would die. Yep.
2: Or they would become so addicted to it that they can never do anything.
0: Right. They would just sit there and just continuously lick the the drug feeding uh like water bottle that they had. Yep. And it was all they could do. So he was sitting there going, no, I can't approve this because this is the next fentanyl. But the drug was like days away from getting FDA approved to go out into the shelves and that that drug was the base well that drug was the baseline for what big pharma wanted to use for their drug as a as a recovery. But that one uh piece of the drug which was the the made up name is what was causing the death in the rats and then he was like I can't sign off on this. And so he became a whistleblower and it that that's literally it was like the beginning of it was just him realizing like oh shit like he's on a timeline uh you know Gaston from the Beauty and the Beast uh live action.
2: There is one little hole I guess you can say because there's no way in the human trials that they didn't experience some form of you know seeing that it it is becoming more addictive
0: well no because they stopped at seven days that's the thing
2: yeah I I understand that I understand that but you know they themselves like you you know they just showed one graph at a fucking meeting in a quick snapshot right like oh look chart going down
0: good and everyone's like yes (laughs) that
2: was the first rich white people golf clap yep. yeah and that the ceo white
0: lady even kind of contradicted that point because she goes you're holding this up for one animal test
2: which is true it is true but it's quick thinking you know what i mean like science takes time that's two yeah. weeks that went by when he had to do the 10-day test again three weeks almost yeah um and you know time takes when it's when it's like about to hit yeah and
0: and so they were trying to get him to sign an nda about it because they were like hey um we want you to stop like you have a non-disclosure agreement we will provide more funding for your university if you don't do this because we're so close to getting on the fda and then you find out like no they just approved it on the fda anyways even though he came forward so he just basically lost his entire reputation which granted they tried to fucking smear him again over like a sex like a a sexual harassment suit from like it was like
1: a me too like he asked yeah he asked a a student out Oh, oh
2: god sue him sue
1: him right no
2: he he like the the university world itself i don't think he gets any more pure than what that guy is right there right because you know at the end of the day i feel people who work at universities understand one thing science drives what happens in the world because science drives politics so when they're doing the science right whether it's the science of teaching science of medicine science of engineering they're they're the foundation of what is actually going to be used so when you do that for so long in your head right i'm doing this for the right reason i am the foundation i'm fact checking you know everything and i might never ever catch something but you know at least you're at that front line. Um, and he, he did what I hope every professor would do in that situation and, and told the university to go fuck themselves because, you know, at the end of the day, you stand for yourself and, or what is it? What is it? You, you don't, even if you don't stand for anybody else, you better stand for yourself.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't go to prison because he broke an NDA and that usually results in prison time or being the shit. Cause even the FDA guy that he whistle blew to. Told him, "Hey man, uh, this is a debt that'll survive bankruptcy." Kid
2: Cuddy. kind of crazy.
0: Was
1: that really who that was? Kid Cuddy, yeah. What? Good for him. Oh, see, I, I'm not in the know, so I didn't. I couldn't even Cameron tell. Cameron pointed it out Day to and me, and night, but yeah, Day night. that's cool.
0: Good mm-hmm. for him. Um, he uh, he was saying though, like this will you'll be paying this even when you're dead. Like mm-hmm. that's how much debt you'll be in. I'm surprised we didn't see any of that.
1: Which, like, which, which importantly means th- that's him saying like he was an older man his wife and child is going to be the one who bears that burden. Right. Which I feel like, I feel like certain things in this movie, they could have like played on more with both his story. uh, The, the, the the DEA uh, agent Kelly, his was enough. Everything that happened to him was enough.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a nice resolution to it.
1: The mother, I feel like they could have played on her like sadness and shit more. And I feel like the professor, maybe they could have played on that risk a little more as well.
2: Yeah. I I agree because there is a a huge human element behind what that professor did.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Yes. Well, he kept saying if I don't stand up for these people, who will? Because obviously Big Pharma is not does not have their best interests in mind.
2: Which is just it's it's bananas to me, man. But it's true. It is. It is. <laughs> That's crazy. I, thing. I don't know. I don't know. People let zeros dictate their lives.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get yeah. it though. Like y- your family's secure you never have to worry about anything,
2: really, yeah, no, you yeah. don't you uh the only thing you have to worry about is just what's on your conscience, you know yeah, what I mean? but at the same time, right, people who do get addicted to these drugs, you have to have this self will, I guess
0: right, like you in can't, order to understand to like
2: it. this isn't it, you know, like this isn't what this is all about,
0: well also, I feel like he uh
2: so he, then. I, as soon as I say that, I, I do not mean to cut you off like that, uh-huh. but as soon as I said that, I was like, I could see myself just sipping a fucking margarita on the beach and like being like, and that's the end of thinking about that. I you could know see what myself I mean?
0: being like, damn, $780,000. I don't remember shit about this trial.
1: See the, the professor, we showed him, they showed him like in like a lot of deliberations in himself. Yeah. Cause he was about to sign it. And I like that because I feel like. Like in like the perfect story, he would like stand strong, like unwavering from like start to finish. But we see him like deliberate and say, oh man, this is, this is some shit. And I like that because I feel like that's how it would really happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was, he was going to
0: get screwed either way because they were the NDA clause that he was going to have to sign to get the check said that they would have to claim, that oh, we made inaccuracies in our test. So they were going to mark them as inaccurate either way. They're going to mark them off as not. Uh,
2: Isn't it? Yeah. It makes you think though about so many things that have actually been hidden because oh, yeah. you know people get paid off, and it's like wow, you know, it's a lot of work. You know, look at to Frank find Serpico. something, you, you, it's a lot of work.
0: Frank Serpico's on the smallest level,
2: for real. Um, I was thinking, do I have anything else to to add on to these? Rich white people and universities. Oh, universities (laughs) uh should not exist anymore. I don't know, but then there
0: says somebody who has a degree from a university. Here's the thing.
2: Universities run based off of people giving them money. Right. Students, but most importantly, like big time companies, um and, and places that have like a genuine interest in, you know, having their foot in the door to get those people that graduate from there to go work at their companies or just to keep up what they got going on. It is such a fucking sham, if I'm being honest, because you could do everything on your own. Right. And had this independent study be done on its own, may it may not have the credibility, you know, but at the same time, you have the freedom, just like we do with this podcast, to broadcast it to the world in whichever way we want.
0: Right, it, you're you're confined more by what the universe. And they were saying that too, because his friend, friend, uh, who he'd worked for with for many years was like, uh, we are not wanting to jeopardize the reputation of this university because you think that this animal trial is not good enough for this drug to be passed by the FDA. For um, oh, what was their name? The company, the big pharma company, something
1: tree or something else. No, it was like, like that. light, like light the, tree.
0: It was like Nola Light or something like that.
1: It was uh
2: rwg rwgc Rich White, golf club. Oh, okay, yeah. So, okay. anyways, let's, uh, let's yes. just say
0: they were a big pharma company, and they and they got most of their funding for from them for the last eight years. And uh the guy, I don't, I don't know if he was like the head of this of the university, or if he was like a dean of students. But he was like, w- if we don't have this grant, we're gonna barely make by on the money that we get.
2: And they need it, and they need to live. And yeah. I think now it's time to talk about the, the star the of the show
0: fucking badass Jake Kelly
2: Jake Kelly uh Army Hammer is the actor
0: army Hammer what is he what else has he been in? Because he looks super familiar, but
2: I'll look it up. You guys tell me you're that you know, dude makes me want to get a fucking
0: murdered and murdered being all black uh Chrysler 300 because that <laughs> shit looked fucking dope when he was driving it through the slums of Detroit
1: he was definitely like there were multiple main characters but like he was like the biggest like protagonist material in this movie and
0: then after him would be the professor and then the mom
1: yeah okay and he's just like unwavering right so you know he like the whole point of his side of the story is like you know the, the fentanyl you know overdoses and sales are so fucked up that like and out of control that we have to do crazy shit crazy undercover shit to stop these people from like selling all these drugs right
0: kid to live a triple fucking life basically
1: and like his like what he has to do is so like twisted and like nerve-wracking that like he he's likable because you always see his demeanor stay under control you know even though you you really know like how fucking nervous he is you see that when he's talking to those fucking uh, Canadians those Armenians, like he he keeps his fucking demeanor totally cool the whole time.
0: I feel like he was more scared of the Canadians than he was the Armenians because the Armenians he would like talk shit to them call
1: them bitches and shit. They're like on the same team, They're like I think Armenians early, and Canadians.
2: Early on though he knew mother was the was, was the head, like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the mother
0: Well the Armenians were wanting to get, so he was basically like a middleman, If I so like the Armenians and the Canadians, I didn't think were connected. They were just connected by you have something I want, we want to buy it.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're right, because the whole like operation was if you can get them all mixed into one fucking we can, thing, we can
0: slam all. And they're trying to get the Chinese in on it too, and they're-
2: <laughs> everything. Well, I mean, I, it it's insane how easy it is, or like for drugs to get across. You know, wide oh, yeah. open border, you can get fentanyl from China easy, and then you know if there's lack of borders like. It's in so easy right and and uh you you get to see his uh one thing I wrote down was like his best friend, right, which was also the director, just like his buddy. so like you got to see him uh, yeah. that was like, I guess his softer life that he lives for about you know two minutes. Well, I feel like walking his, between badass movie scenes:
0: Well, I feel like with him it was it was him still being I feel like his softer side was his sister. You got to see him as a human with his sister.
2: I changed that. I changed that because I think he loves his sister enough to save her, but his sister doesn't love herself. Oh, and he hates that. Yeah. And that's why I think the times he had with his partner, right, which was the director of the movie. That was his like chill level, like because you could see it when, you know, obviously his partner gets shot in the neck right in front of him oh that shit it's was a like, different feeling he reacts way differently to that than he did when he saw his fucking sister you know cracked out in
0: a, right he almost blew in a his brains out in the fucking trap house. that was crazy that I was thought, hilarious i thought he was gonna do it i thought he was just gonna be like ah collateral bow <laughs>
2: yeah fuck down i think that was, the, that was, that was the, his exact line
0: that dude uh, he was like my favorite because he was fucking he's just badass but he was badass but not being like I'm invincible, badass. Like he was like, I'm badass because I'm fucking hardened because of the shit I have to deal with.
1: What I liked about him was that first they root it. They like they they try to root all the stories in like the same thing, like opioids, big fucking problem, right? Which like this movie f- functions really great as like a dramatic expose. I love the movies where like it has the drama, and then it like puts the stats at the end of the movie. This movie fucking did that badass right now he now the agent kelly his relation was that his sister is a junkie and he really has to fight hard to help her out and he sees how susceptible she is um and so that his calm collected demeanor that's what drives it that like desire to save people like his sister and then it plays into the mother's story uh you know the not his mother but the the mother who's like the other like a main character and you know their stories get tangled up together and um you know he sa- he comes back to save her when she when she confronts mother and uh you know he just says you know i helped you because you remind me of somebody right he saw how hard it is for his sister to climb out of the hole she's in and she looks at that woman and says wow you know you have kind of this determination you turned around your addiction and you have this determination about you so it was kind of cool seeing those two stories come together really gonna liked hook it. Up? if in the sequel if the movie okay and here's the thing like i said certain things if this wasn't three stories certain things could have been more fleshed out and i feel like that would have happened because mm-hmm. i thought about the early in the movie like look at their like values and like what's around them like dude like you know so perfect i think
2: he perfected uh the like one sentence stunners his one liners in this movie at just the most perfect time do you have
0: any specifically like you wrote down or
2: well when you ever you said uh like when he like told the junkie it was just like a super calm He's picking his sister up, who's like, you know, tweaking out and just like pulls out the gun, just sit the fuck down. And then you just see the guy like in the next shot, just like tower away.
0: Yeah. Cause he was like, Hey, what are you doing to her? Leave her alone. And he's like, "Just the fuck. Sit the fuck down.
2: Um, Without no, even trying- looking at
0: him. He didn't even look at him.
2: But like, I, there wasn't any memorable ones that really stick out right now and they might pop up, but that is just the kind of person that he is very short but very firm especially when he was with like the armenians and even like with mother and stuff you don't have to be that kind of way like when you're a drug dealer kind of guy you know like when mother softens up you can still see like he has his guard up
0: oh yeah definitely
1: yeah
2: it's like a unwavering guard that you only see him like put down you know when he's helping out the mom at the end of the movie and then like you know they had him and his partner had like this other guys. I don't know if you guys remember the movie, other guys, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell didn't right. watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a,
1: a, a rough cop friendship. Movie.
2: Yeah. So it, it's a cop movie and he mentions the word desk jockey and it, I, it was like the perfect little like comedic tie in. I don't know if they meant to put oh, it together probably. like that, but I, I was very pleased with it. Um, man, should we talk about like, how scary would it be to stand next to somebody who gets their brains blown out?
0: Oh, probably fucking terrifying. And I totally. I'm glad that they show him like freaking out in his hotel room being, and like calling his partner. And be like, you don't know what the fuck I just went through. Because like people like. People are always like, yeah, I'll just shoot people after I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that does something to you psychologically. And you shoot and kill somebody or you watch somebody feet away from you, get shot and killed
1: that was a moment of his that i wanted to bring up right he's faced in in so his partner turns out he was like the informant they got cedric snatched which is like a big problem for everybody right it was a twist to us that he turned out to be the informant he's like the guy who told on him yeah the fact that fucking J- J- jake was his first name
0: the officer yeah yeah jake
1: he he stands unfaltered, bro. Like he had, he, his, he's so collected that he fucking stood strong and didn't like react or flip out when his partner got his brains blown out and blood across his fucking face, right? That was like the Chad fuck. That was like a super Chad moment of his.
0: Well, he was sitting there like, what the fuck? But he didn't do it. He just sat there and was like, okay.
2: If you can act with your eyes maybe there's an there's like a if you go to acting class you know chapter 17 acting with your eyes his eyes said it all bro it, oh, it was yeah. just like the perfect like close up of just his face but like he was still fucking had his guard up unwavered but at the same time just wanted to fucking you know I would want to cry it would be so tough it's traumatizing yeah that's why he just- went
0: to the and he ripped his shirt off and he was like, What the? F-? He's like, I, what in the fuck just happened?
2: Cause he gives himself like a second, like after it happens, he gives himself like the one blink and like step back and then he
0: like does like the double take. Yeah. And he's like, he looks Whoa. down at him with a fucking hole in his head.
1: That happened. Yeah. So, so this is kind of dumb. But wh- what I thought of in that moment where like he like stood like and like he reacted to the death, but he kept his cover still was when I was playing fucking prop hunt. Oh my god, yes. Dude, I was that gas tank, and I was sitting there, right? And you could lock yourself in place so you look like you're not moving. Somebody, one of the players comes up to me. I'm the last one left. And you could either choose, when you think you're found out, you could either choose to run away, which means they're going to chase you and shoot you, or you could stand strong and see if they fucking do it. This guy came up, looked right at me. He was looking directly at me. He looked at the whole other fucking room, and he was thinking about it and i chose to stay i chose to not press the fucking button and run and he didn't fucking get me and he walked the fuck off as you can tell chris
0: is more brave than jake kelly from the dea far more brave
2: (laughs) so many resemblances oh my gosh we can we talk about the boom operator that absolutely just fucks up everything oh
0: yeah (laughs) the fucking canadian police guy So they have a surveillance van that Jake Kelly's partners in with the, with the Canadian police and the Canadian police is like, I want to have a better look if we're going to send our guys in there. So he has like a boom mic and he's walking around the outside of this warehouse where the deal is supposed to go down, where Jake is supposed to see the, the, the stuff and mother's supposed to deliver and they're going to trade off the deposit money, which is like a million dollars. And the boom operator like bumps into a fucking barrel. And they're like, wait, what the fuck was that? So they send a guy out there and they, it starts the shoot off. It's just like such,
2: such a like. This movie has just, it's crescendoed. We are at the fucking peak of the mountain. And boom operator, not only in pornos, but also in the biggest DEA buzz.
0: What do you think would happen if he didn't do that? Like if he, if he just was silent? Do you think they would have gotten both the Armenians and Mother and his group?
2: Well, I don't see how their fucking brilliant plan of backing in two trucks loaded with men is just any better. Like, that's dangerous as fuck.
0: Well, no, his guys were the Armenians.
2: Their whole plan was to go in there and kill them, or at least capture them.
0: Capture them, but he was going to bring the Armenians in, and I think the Armenians, I, I think he had it laced up like, Okay. They I were going to
2: keep this going? Like, they were going to keep the ruse of bringing the drugs in going?
0: Yeah. Because then they could, they could have a paper trail.
2: I don't know. Well, there a, was a. a shoot. Because I
0: know he was supposed to have the Armenians show up to the warehouse because he was supposed to get the rest of the money. Yeah. And then he was supposed to. Uh,
2: and they bailed.
0: Well, because they. Or maybe it was. I don't know. I, I, maybe that's a plot hole right there. It's like, what happened? Because they kind of mentioned the Armenians. Oh, we don't have enough on them to prosecute them.
1: Okay, okay. I'm gonna explain it in the way that I that Nicole. makes sense and remember it. So he has to remember. They said we have to tie together these Canadian fucks and Armenians into one deal to make this make the fucking bust to incriminate both the motherfuckers. So mother, his guys were selling the fucking pallets of ketamine or it was fentanyl, but ketamine. haha. But and the they were selling it to the armenians hmm. and that's why the armenians were coming in with the truck so you have both ends of the crime i am buying fentanyl i'm selling fentanyl i can't shake two opposite him but but you understand what i mean yes so that was the connection and then it's like we got them boys roll in take them all the fuck down like
0: well, the the reason why the shootout happens is because the boom operator did it and then it's kinda like it's kinda like a game where like you're not supposed to it's like a stealth mission. If as so you set it off, it's like oh fuck, well now we gotta do the shootout. So the trucks that actually did come in were police trucks. I don't think they were the trucks that were meant to pick up the fence.
1: Yes, because the police were on standby because this right after the deal happened, that was when the bus was supposed to pop. Yeah. Pop off.
2: Like a double pop. <laughs>
0: I don't even think it was trucks. I think it was cop cars. They were legit. Cop they were like, cars.
1: The, like the GTA FIB vehicles. Well,
0: they look like Crown Vics.
2: Back to this boom operator.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. He got what he deserved.
2: Um, wasn't there like a moment in this guy's fucking head after he bangs into this where like he hears like a silence go throughout the room? Like, shouldn't he have known? Like, they were just talking, right? And then you bump into this, and then they go silent. I would have started sprinting. Yeah, like,
0: and, and I would have darted. You're bro. you're in <laughs> Quebec, Canada, so you speak French, and you hear mother in French tell them, "Like, go check that shit out."
2: And he had no self awareness to no. be like to use it as like a UAV. Like, oh my god, footsteps, footsteps.
1: Let well, me th- <laughs> tell me why he had an assault camera.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was you. It was like a a dish. On like an on like an AR fifteen,
1: it had like a stock <laughs> a grip and the fucking holographic, <laughs> and it was a camera. It looked like the fucking Ghostbuster <laughs> gun. I saw oh I saw I saw a meme where like it's like a camera tripod and like camera accessories. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oriented to look from like if you're look, just looking real quick, it looks like like an AR fifteen, and the meme is like tell me why any citizen would need this <laughs> and i saw that scene and i'm like he has the assault camera
2: i remember seeing that i actually remember seeing that Oh All my right. god
0: well uh so we're, we're kind of running out of time here so I'll, we'll go to christian first to make any closing points and then give us your uh your pineapple reading
1: okay two two things i want to touch on is first i love this type of like like uh corporate corruption movie it reminds me of a movie called aaron brockovich don't know if you guys have seen it. I think it's Nicole Kidman that was in it. My mom liked that movie, and so then I saw it. Basically, this fucking oil company is uh they they were dumping water. Uh, what was happening? There was chromium in the water. It's like this like it, it was like a carcinogen. And basically the, the company was dumping the 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 they were like doing tests or dumping waste, and so there was a carcinogen in the water people were getting health defects in a bunch of different places that the company, uh, like was prevalent in, in different States. So basically it was a payoff situation where they paid off the families, you know, to not like say shit about it. Basically this woman, uh, she's working at like a law firm. She catches on and she goes on this huge, like personal investigation, like, and like, she's not like an investigator she just applied there for a job and she's like, oh shit, I just uncovered this thing. And, um, it's like the same thing, you know, they pull all the, like the greedy moves to try to like offset her. They send lawyers to threaten her and strong arm and say, ah, you know, we'll fucking beat your ass in court. And at the end of the end, you know, at the end of the movie, it ends with like the court case. Like she riled a class action lawsuit and the company even tried to pay her off like a million dollars. And she had to, like, hold strong and say, no, we're getting this class action lawsuit. I'm exposing you motherfuckers. Um, And it was very similar of a type of movie. And that also reminds me of something that happened in real life. Um, If you don't know about, like, the gay frogs, the Alex Jones thing, basically this pesticide company said that their pesticide was safe. But, like, and people were saying, no, it's not safe. So they made a team together to, like, test if it's safe or not the lead guy the lead like scientist guy found out bro it's it's like warping the genitals of wildlife and the frogs are turning into hermaphrodites hermaphroditic oh my god and guess what they they kicked him off the team they they slandered him just like they did this fucking professor um all all this terrible stuff they tried to ruin his uh reputation just because he had the proof the data like no this is not safe and uh, it's a real-world story that's very similar to this one. The interesting thing that I thought of that I wanted to bring up was a, a different way part of the plot could have gone. So the son was basically a, the, the, the son who got killed. He was like a liability. That's why they killed him, right? What if? And I, th- and I thought of two versions. One because early on in the movie i thought a version of this experimental medication was going to be the thing that killed him very early on i'm like oh that's probably how they're going to connect the dots turned out yeah. that wasn't true
0: i was like wait how how does he have it but nobody else has it if it's waiting approval
1: exactly and, and first before i thought of that i thought oh what if because he's like athletic and in sports what if like for pains he started taking this medication and then she, you know, the mother has to expose like the corporate shit in order to get yeah. justice for her son.
2: Like, went that way.
1: Which, which it, it, in a way it did happen, but then it ended up, her story ended up, she just got revenge on mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the other way I thought it can go was what if, like, to help his mother, he started doing like trials, started doing like medical trials. It was like, oh, it was just a job. And it turns out that he was he was like the one like fucked up human trial that got killed. Damn. And then that that's the mother's like connection. It's like because because it it obviously would have made no sense that he'd be like a fentanyl addict. So it's like, oh, no, like he's he was like this good son, like picking up groceries for his mom. And like, I want to help out around the house. You know, I, I thought this medical trial ad thing would give us some money. And I, you know so it was like a hypothetical like they could have done some different stuff there yeah i wouldn't say i disliked how it went but i like i like to brainstorm those things
0: i wonder how much architects make in detroit if the little boy has to help by getting a job
1: no for real they, they kind of had a nice house though
0: well yeah she's an architect they make a you know. the fucking band so my dad went to college for and he was like yeah i'd have to go get my master's to
1: do anything with it
2: that's what most of them do man
0: so what do you what do you rate this
1: um okay and we're do, we're back to out of five pineapples right okay mm. i think i'll say four four out of five pineapples it was pretty good i felt like the three stories they intertwined very well they the motivations all the characters were good and their motivations were really good and you like them um, and there was like some cool twists and like thriller moments um the negatives being that it at parts it was a little slow and because of like the, the three stories unfolding i feel like certain parts of the plot didn't get to flesh out so the three characters i feel like they had like this emotional thing going on that could have been fleshed out more if it was a longer movie or if it was like separate movies yeah um, but it's like not like oh, it should have been that way. It's it's more like I like the way it turned out, but it could have been better. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And obviously, I really like this story of like this like expose of like a social problem in a dramatic form. I really liked it. So four to five pineapples.
2: Phenomenal. I'm gonna hop in. Uh, things I loved about today's movie. First off, going to the movies again. Yeah. Uh popcorn everything was cheaper oh We're talking yeah. 650 for a large i me and cameron like and i've i've we've gotten the same exact thing right large popcorn two large ices. we each get a box of candy used to cost me right around 35 to 40 bucks 24 bucks tonight
1: yeah nice. not
2: not like crazy unreasonable i was able to do that i loved that i loved that we had a person to a right trip you out um i i could not stop well i did eventually stop counting after about seven times of him going down the stairs i wasn't sure if he had like family down there or like what was going on but he would go down and then he would come back up like four or five minutes later and he did this i have eight times here was written down last time and he did it like four more times after that Crazy! I don't know if you guys saw him. He was just.
1: I did occasionally. Walking. I heard him once, and it sounded like he had a bunch of keys, and I thought I thought it might he was going
2: to a- fucking kill me. If I'm being honest, I was.
0: Maybe he was because uh, I know they do. uh They have people that check on the theaters. Yeah. So he could have been like an employee Possibly,
2: Possibly. I stared at him at a point in time, like about the about time eight, because like obviously I got I took a little bit of an edible before he went, so I w- I'm in that state of anxiety where you know if stuff is going haywire like a person continuing to walk to my right i get nervous and then that's all i could think about I was like oh this guy's gonna fucking kill us i was like i was like and then it this is where it's really fucked up and i'll keep this short it's kind of messed up that you can see where people are going to sit in a movie theater imagine if the guy from aurora knew exactly where you were gonna sit and you could fucking see where people can sit before any movie legitly any movie
1: yeah oh no that's fucked up isn't it that's scary bro dude we need to call the fucking media isn't it fucked up george that's bad i was like
2: we were in the back row and i was like they could have bought the two seats right next to staircases and then you know like bro we're dosed like we're done
1: yeah okay all right and if you want to like take it to another level like what if somebody worked at the movie theater and he, like, wanted to do that. and he like planted bombs under like <laughs> all, <laughs> e- each seat that was bought. There's like a bomb under it. Oh my god. Like, and it's, it's, it's bad. It's fucked up. But That's like, not okay. Our our culture has like led us to expect terrible things, okay? <laughs> so don't oh, fuck me for making a joke.
2: Okay, last thing. Uh, One thing that I love about movies and that this one showed a handful of times in their transition scenes. Like B roll, so like those in between shots of the city and the like at nighttime with the lights, and then the ocean. There is something to be said about that, and seeing the cars move in traffic. I I don't know. It kind of like caught my eye, and I was like, "You guys had a, everything in this movie. We're talking about a good overall message and morale. This is gonna get four and a half uh, pineapples for George. Um, very close to a five. Like, I want to give it a five. Four and a half? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got 4. my 5. Math
2: confused. Not 45 pineapples. There's a decimal in between.
1: <laughs> Niggas from the math problems. Oh, my God. <laughs> 45 pineapples.
2: Dude, but, oh. Uh, this, it had 25 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, what? And I yeah, don't what agree. what the
0: hell? Because IMDb gives it a seven and a half out of 10.
2: Which, that's not 25%. Rotten no. Tomatoes. That's horrible.
1: Yeah, honestly, Rotten Tomatoes has—they're part
2: of Big Farm of those fucking pricks.
1: <laughs> no, no, dude, I—they've lost their credibility. Like, I already don't take critics like any type of critic thing in high regard. But like, remember what they did to Dave Chappelle? Mm-hmm. And like, there was like a charge to get him to to Rotten like terrible movie because he said something that pissed off the political mob, bro. Yep. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes, they could eat my ass. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was.
0: Austin. Uh I'm gonna give it the same rating. I'm giving it a four point five out of five. Uh almost a five. There were some things I was like, okay, this isn't the best movie. It was a damn good movie. Um I got definitely Sicario vibes, and then the beginning I got very like pulp fiction Tarantino vibes because it was just like there's all this shit happening. Uh one of my favorite parts, so which is probably the most fucked up part, is how Jake like stages a fucking crime scene because yes. because yeah. the mom goes and kills mother. So during the shootout, mother gets away from the warehouse and uh, mother or the, the mom hires a uh, uh,
1: private investigator. Yeah. PI
0: to get info on like who gave my son drugs. So she follows this rabbit hole and she gets to mother. Like she gets to the same part where the DA agents have been working. So she originally tries to kill mother at like a bar and Jake sees her and stops her. He's like, cause now he's, he has been tipped off that there's somebody doing research on this person. And he goes, nobody wants to see you dead. Go home. And he like, he like unloads her gun and everything. Like, like he's like, bitch, you don't know how to use this. Here Seriously, you go. Stay out of this. Yeah. So then she like goes home to distraught, goes back to her hotel room, distraught. And then the pri- private investigator goes, hey, I got some info you might want to hear. And then at the same time, Jake is trying to, because the, uh, basically the two police departments were like, yeah, we're not going to continue to fund this because we we lost two people. On our side, and you guys lost one person on your side. Like, this is already too much for us to do. So they're like, we're not going to do it. So he's like, fuck this. I'm going to take it into my own hands. So he goes to a bar, finds out where mother's going to be. He finds out, oh, he has a plane near the shipping yard. So he goes there, and who does he find there but the fucking mom who's ready to get vengeance? And she does get vengeance. She shoots mother like three times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so she shoots him with a Glock, which extra which, you know, expels cartridges, aka the shells that the bullets are in. Uh, homie Jake uses a revolver so his shells don't go anywhere because he shoots the other guy because the other guy, so she shoots Mother, shoots him like, she goes, hey Mother, and then shoots him like three times and he has like another guy with him and he shoots her once in like the arm. So she's wounded. So Jake comes into the rescue and shoots that guy like, I want to say five, I think I heard five shots total. He goes one, two, and then he goes one, two, three. Like he he like does a triple mm-hmm. tap on him. This motherfucker, Jake, Grabs casings, grabs guns, switches it all around, and then goes, Ah, oh, man, yeah, hopefully people will think that it was two two uh mobsters fighting for a million dollars because they had cash on them
2: but just like in typical Jake fashion, right? Just speedy, oh yeah, he Like didn't exactly even exactly the way I, he I wanted to the d
0: e a school man Did they teach you how to do that shit. It
2: was some like dexter esque like oh shit, crime scene's gotta look perfect, yeah, know? so he
0: just plants casings and plants other guns on people, and it was just fucking wild, but yeah, I give this a good four point five out of five. Uh, pineapple's really good. I suggest everybody go see it.
2: Yeah. I want to give a little quick last PSA guys. Uh, I, I'm a drug guy. Everybody who's listening to this podcast knows I'm a drug guy. The one time I went golfing, um, with a doctor and it was just random. We got paired up. He, this doctor himself said, you know, like you can enjoy yourself and have fun as a kid. But he said one thing to me that I'll never forget. He's like, you stay away from opiates. They're the most addictive and most dangerous drug on the world. And this came from a doctor and it stayed with me to this day. I always, and I, I, we were talking about it before. We know people that do these. Okay. The, the mindset on them has got to change because it's not like taking fucking Advils for a headache, right? This is, this isn't something that's very serious. So watch this movie. You might get that emotional connection and you might honestly change your perspective about you know the things that you're doing
0: well we thank everybody for listening to this episode you know where to find us facebook instagram twitter lukewarm cinema podcast youtube lukewarm cinema podcast tiktok lukewarm cinema podcast yep go go see us on all that stuff you want to get in touch with us Podcast at gmail.com and until next time guys jen kwee